And we're back for another episode of the Crimson Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Rich, alongside my co-host, Matt Lesnick, and our producers, Spencer Saltz and Matt Mariani. Loaded show for you guys today. The NBA trade deadline happened yesterday, so we're going to get into that, the Harden for Simmons deal. NFL Honors was last night. We'll go through each award. And our Super Bowl 56 picks and preview. We're excited. Guys, let's get into it. NBA trade deadline. Obviously, the blockbuster deal goes down that we've been waiting for. Ben Simmons is traded to the Brooklyn Nets for James Harden and a ton of other stuff to get into the trade. Um, Woj came out yesterday and tweeted that for James Harden, the 76ers will be giving up Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. Um, The first-round picks are a 2022 unprotected first-round pick and a protected 2027 first-round pick. Guys, let me hear your thoughts. I like it from both sides. I mean, look, both Harden and Simmons wanted out of the current situation. They both got that. And the Sixers, look, you don't give up the young pieces you had to get. You were thinking you might have to give up, like Thibault and uh, Maxi. Mm-hmm. Curry, okay, you're giving up a good, good spot up shooter. But do you really need that now if James Harden is just going to be ISO the whole time? Um, and Look, for the Nets, like Ben Simmons is not a bad player. He never was, just he's egotistical is all. Yeah, I, I, I think it, for both sides, it works. I think the Nets, if the vaccine man, uh, mandate all of a sudden is lifted, mm-hmm. I think they become in, obviously in a much better situation. Yeah, well, I know real quick, and I'll let you continue. I know that right now within New York, um, they're looking to lift the mask mandate. I'm not sure about the COVID vaccine yeah. status mandate. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I, I think I think eventually it will be lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I like it for both sides. I don't. I, I think the Nets kind of actually got the upper hand in that trade. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really like Seth Curry a lot. I think the two first round picks they could have used that maybe to flip. But all around, I, I, I don't have any issues with the trade. Realistically, this is this trade for the 76ers, who are currently the fifth seed in the East, is made to make them the one seed and dominate East in the playoffs. There is no in-between with that. However, losing a piece like Steph, uh, Seth Curry is massive for a team trying to compete. You need that spot-up shooter off your bench. I don't know who's coming off the bench, but at least a solid role player that can come in and shoot the lights out. For the Nets, they're the eight seed currently. Ten uh, losses in a row is horrible. But they were missing that solid defensive guard mm-hmm. because you have Harden and Irving there, two not great defenders. Someone like Simmons, who is arguably the best defend, uh, perimeter defender in the NBA, yep. comes in. I think that the, this trade for the Nets is better than most people think it is, yes. even though – Simmons is hasn't played in a while. Uh, he obviously is going to start playing now because he's not in the situation where he didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. So a team like the Nets, honestly, you focus on Kevin Durant more when he comes back, which we don't know when he's coming back exactly. I think that this trade makes both teams better in the long run. I just think it's a much bigger risk for Philadelphia considering mm-hmm. Harden's such a wild card and we don't know where what happens next. Well, he did opt into his player. He did opt in yesterday. So he'll be with 
at least one. The more Sixers, year. yeah, and then he'll potentially he. I mean, he will sign um, if he remains in Philly. I think a two hundred ridiculous Something million like dollar that, yeah. contract. But then again, we thought the Nets were going to keep him this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a monster big three for their season, and hasn't turned out very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with Spencer. I think this is a great trade for the Nets. You know, you get two good pieces in uh, Curry and Drummond. And if they can get Simmons back to how he was playing when he was an all-star, I think they could be good for a while. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's rare in the NBA, uh, especially at the deadline, that we see two teams win a trade. And I actually think this trade right here is a situation where both teams won. Both teams got better. And I think James Harden and Ben Simmons, the two headliners of this trade, obviously, aside from Paul Millsap, um, (laughs) um, we're winners. And I'm going to talk about both teams. I want to start with the Sixers and what this means for them. You move off of a guy that you know hasn't played in basketball in nine months and granted didn't want to play for the 76ers anymore in Ben Simmons. And you bring in one of the most capable playmaking scoring guards the NBA has ever seen. And I understand, I understand that you lose a huge part of your perimeter, all of your perimeter defense in Simmons. But guys, we have to keep in mind they're 33 and 21 without Ben Simmons. Exactly. And they've but they've been a good defensive team. The Sixers problem this year, if you watch the Sixers has been their inability to close out regular season games. Yep. Harden can do that. Harden can do that in the regular season. Now, the question comes postseason time with James Harden. I mean, I am a huge Harden fan, huge Harden supporter, huge Harden believer. But when I look at the biggest guys that collapse, superstars that collapse come playoff time in the playoffs in pro sports, it's James Harden and Clayton Kershaw. Those are the two that come to my mind. And if we're going to... you know, name any coaches that historically blow 3-1 leads in the playoffs, it's Doc Rivers. So do two negatives make a positive? I don't know. But from an offensive standpoint, you know, I think Embiid's going to be hurt by the things he used to do with Seth Curry. I'm not saying Seth Curry isn't, you know, like an all-star by any means. But in terms of shot creating, playing off pick and rolls, shot creation, you know, just different abilities to score, Seth Curry brings that to the table. Um, and I, I think that will hurt with, I think that will hurt Embiid in some aspects, but we also have to understand we're getting one of the best playmaking guards in the league with James Harden. Um, I think the inside out game between the two of them is going to be incredible. I think I, it's a defensive nightmare for opponents, you know, to have to guard that in the pick and roll game. I think those two together are going to be phenomenal. It does obviously hurt Embiid's MVP chances. Um, but I'm really excited to see what happens with Harden just because, you know, um, he's dealt with this hamstring injury. It was his left one last year. Now I think it's his right one this year. You know, are, are we getting the MVP James Harden we're used to seeing? Because I think we saw, we've seen a shell of it in Brooklyn. I know last year when he was first traded there, there were a few weeks to me last season where I was like, if Harden is healthy and stays at this rate, he's winning the MVP. Um, and it looked like that for a few weeks and then it kind of died down. And then this year, I, I always felt like he was a shell of himself. I didn't think James Harden was James Harden. And I'm really hoping in Philly we get that back. As for the six or the Nets, just such a win for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at all the things that for all the star power they've had, all the things that they need to get better with, 
they I think they got all of that yeah. in this trade. You lose Joe Harris, you need spot up shooters and three point shooting. Yes, you Seth do that Curry. with Seth Curry. And I, look, Seth Curry's shot creation for the Nets, I think, is going to be unreal, whether it's um, at the shooting guard spot or coming off the bench for them. And Ben Simmons. I think the biggest problem in Philadelphia with Ben Simmons, as you said, he becomes egotistical. It's not it's not what he does. It's that they ask him to do more. I yeah. think him coming into Brooklyn, Steve Nash is going to let Ben Simmons be Ben Simmons. Yeah. He's passing the ball. And uh, I just, I think he brings those. That's what he's going to bring to the table. And I think he's going to excel with it. So I think they're both winners in this situation. I agree. Moving on CJ McCollum to the Pelicans um, full trade Pelicans acquire CJ McCollum, Larry Nance and Tony Snell. The Blazers acquire Josh Hart, Thomas Edoransky, Nikel Walker-Alexander, Didi Luzada, and a 2022 first-round pick and two second-round picks. This is a wake-up call for the Pelicans. Despite yeah. the rumors with Zion, despite how the Pelicans feel with Zion, um, there are no more excuses in New Orleans. Yeah. You get a capable two-guard in C.J. McCollum, great score, plays defense, great team basketball player. I mean, a potential starting lineup of Devontae Graham, C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion when he's healthy, and Valanciunas, yeah. you have to make that's the a, playoffs. That's a, yeah, that's a playoff team. And to me, I want to focus on Portland now. Mm -hmm. To me, there were two losers at the deadline. The Kings, or three, I'm sorry, the Kings, the Mavericks, and the Blazers. And I think the Blazers were easily the biggest loser. Because I understand you want a, a fresh start with Damian Lillard. Just make it a fresh start, period. Don't, if you're going to tear the roster beneath them, mm -hmm. get rid of him too. There's no reason for him to be on this team. I, I just, I don't understand what they're doing. And I, I, I think they just need to go full rebuild. And if Dame is, quote, refusing to run from the grind, it's just, it's stupid. I don't get why there's any reason that that trade was made other than just to get rid of CJ McCollum. Mm -hmm. Well, there's been a lot of talks for the last couple of years about is Damon CJ working? You make one Western Conference final, that's their ceiling. That's what mm -hmm. we found out their ceiling was. I think it's the right move to just blow it up. I think Dame is such a good player that you might never, the Blazers might never see a player like him for a while. Mm -hmm because you're such a small market in Portland that you probably, you can't attract a free agent and what are the odds of hitting on a pick like that? So I honestly think it's a good move for them because you blow it out from underneath. I don't like that they traded Nikhil Alexander Walker. That I was, think he's a solid, that also he's was a solid move. young player. I don't mm -hmm. know why he ever Joe Ingles. That was stupid. Who's also mm -hmm. out right now. Exactly. He's out for the season. Yeah. So I don't love trading him. I do like requiring those picks from a team that is so inconsistent like mm -hmm. the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans do take a risk here because this is also, again, a win-now move. You're trading away a solid future piece for a piece that we know is solid right now. Uh, and I think that McCollum can make this team at least a minor threat, mm -hmm. but who knows what their ceiling is in the playoffs because they're awfully inconsistent. Well, I think the Pelicans have a great young team, and now with McCollum, that could definitely help if they get Zion back. But I just feel like they're too inconsistent, and we haven't seen what they could do. So maybe this could help them. So bonus to the Kings for Halliburton, Tristan Thompson, and Buddy Heald. I mean, I just 
I think a terrible move by the Kings. Yes. Um, Halliburton was your future. Mm-hmm. To me personally, I know Fox is better right now. I would have prioritized keeping Halliburton just yep, because what he can do, not only as a scorer and the way he's developed as a shooter and a scorer through two years in the league, yep. but his playmaking abilities. Um, reports came in that the Kings made this trade, you know, for the play-in, to just qualify for the play-in. What's the point? I don't understand that. Um, look, Sabonis is great, fantastic, you know, inside defender. He's a great rim protector. He's good around the rim, but I, I think losing Halliburton means so much more. And it's a when you look at the Pacers, um, they're obviously going through a rebuild right now. But a future backcourt of Halliburton and Duarte, I that's lethal. I I think it's fantastic. To me, it's you traded the one guy who wants to be in Sacramento. Yes. It, not often does that ever happen. Mm-hmm. And I understand wanting to get Fox some help. He's the centerpiece right now. But the key word there is right now. Halliburton was the future. He was supposed to turn this franchise around. And I understand not wanting to trade Fox because he right now is your best player. I understand not wanting to trade Mitchell. He's your entire defense. But it's one of those two that it should have been. And I, I just I don't understand what they're doing here. And then you trade Buddy Heel just to trade Marvin Bagley for Dante DiVincenzo. That I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Well, a team like the Kings is 21 and 36. When you are a team as bad as that, why not wait for next year? Mm-hmm. Why, like, why are you trying so confident that you can make a play in tournament? Which who knows if you can win one game or they might have to win two games because they're probably going to be a low level playing team. It's honestly a completely useless trade. I, people hate it. I hate the fact that they moved Halliburton. I hate that they let Buddy Heal go. He's their shooting threat. I know we know how good DeMontis Sabonis is, but is this really a move that's going to win you a championship? No. Is it a move that'll make you competitive now? No. I think they're looking at next year as what makes them competitive. And I don't know how scary they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're scary at all. So I think it's just a weird move to make for a team like the Kings, who we know they've never been a threat since that early 2000s one they had. It's weird. And I just think it's a pointless move to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really get it either. I mean, I like Sabonis. I think he's a great talent. But I feel like they just gave up too much. They gave up Buddy Heel, Tyrese Halliburton, two great young talents, and it just doesn't really make sense why they would, you know, make mm-hmm. the trade. I Pacers clearly won this trade. One other thing I want to hit on before I know Buddy Heald people, you know, have things to say about him. Good, bad, great shooter. From the Pacers standpoint, it was a phenomenal pickup in addition to Halliburton because. I think statistically, the Pacers have been one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league, so they're adding that to their team. They haven't had it all year. It's a good addition. Trades I want to run through before we get into our NFL Super Bowl preview. Um, Derek White to the Celtics for Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford. White's a good piece for the Celtics, but you're essentially adding another version of Marcus Smart to your team, a 3-and-D yeah. guy. Serge Ibaka to the Bucks. I happen to really, really like, you know, with Brooke Lopez out for the year. Ibaka comes in. You have two playable centers now in uh, Ibaka and Portis. Um, Marvin Bagley gets a fresh start in Detroit. I think we're all big fans of that move. Yeah. He gets out of Sacramento. Great move. Yeah. Great move. 
Um, Montres Harold to Charlotte for Vernon Carey and Ish Smith. That's a steal. I agree. I don't care. <laughs> um, and then two biggest markets in basketball, the Lakers, no moves yesterday at yesterday's deadline. They can't move off of Russ and his $44 million contract, but they did, however, apparently reject a Russell Westbrook for John Wall trade as they were unwilling to give up a 2027 first round pick. Um, and the Knicks make no deals. There's one you didn't go over. Chris Daft Porzingis. Oh, I did skim over that. I apologize. So Porzingis is traded to the Wizards for Davies, Bertans, and Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't like the move for either team. Really, either team. Yeah. yeah. To me, the Wizards are just what are you doing? I mean, mm -hmm. that's another team I think just needs to tear it down, trade Bradley Beal, and get on with it. And trading for Porzingis without Bradley Beal just kind of makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the Mavs, I just don't get it. I mean, that really does nothing. You're just adding salary cap and getting a worse Porzingis at this point. Yeah. And Davis Bertans. And Dinwiddie's not having a good year. No. This isn't a good move for either team. I don't get it. I mean, when you look at teams, you always have to ask when they make trades, what's your ceiling with this team? I liked where the Mavs were at, personally. I do, too. And that's why I think that letting Porzingis leave you're trying to see what you can get in the future by building just role players around Luca instead of trying to get a two-headed monster. They did this with Dirk, too. And they, they won a title, did they not? They did, but it took them a long 14 time. years and they only won one. But I think a team like Washington, you also look at what's your ceiling. We don't um, – honestly, I think that this is a bad move for them because their ceiling, to me, is a six seed. And – Honestly, best case scenario. Well, no, when they had a healthy Bradley Beal and a Russell Westbrook who wasn't playing bad, they were the eighth seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why why would making a move for Porzingis make you any better? Yeah. They should have traded Beal, gotten rid of him, and then tanked for the next year year or so. I, I've been saying they should be doing that for three years now. Yep. I mean, the trade just seemed like unnecessary. Like neither team. Neither team benefits. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moving on, NFL honors. I'm going to list off, guys, if there's any comments. If we disagree with anything, we can go over it. MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Unanimous. Unanimous. Offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup. Won the triple crown. I don't see I how he couldn't get it. If Jonathan Taylor made the playoffs. You can better – there's a better case for it. Yeah. Defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. 22 and a half sacks, 21 tackles for a loss. Offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase. I mean, Yes. Defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons, wasn't that was close. Unanimous. That was the only unanimous award. Um, comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. Matt and I would have personally liked to see Bosa get a few votes. There are some votes. I think Dak Prescott deserved a little bit more, mm -hmm. too. Um, coach of the year, M Mike Vrabel. My only questionable one, I understand it, though, as they were the one seed yeah, in the yeah. AFC. Um, moving on. Super Bowl 56 preview, guys. I think everyone in this room, I think we're all torn for the most part, yeah. right? We have an idea of who we want, um, but let's get into it. It's, it. it's a weird one. I think if you ask me in August, I mean, my preseason pick, not that anyone cares, was Bill's Rams. Um, but when you look at it, how far this Bengals team has come, they had the same odds at winning the Super Bowl as the Jets did in preseason. Yeah. Um, I, I think I had them as last in the AFC North. Oh, I definitely did. I mean, I, I don't think anyone saw the Cincinnati Bengals team being here. Um, but the Rams, uh, this was their spot. This was their destiny. Yeah. And job's not finished for them. I mean, it's it's all or nothing right now. It is you have to win. I mean, they went all in. They lived, 
yeah, they traded every single pick they have, basically. Mm-hmm. And for Matt Stafford, Von Miller. Jim, Acquired Odell. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll signed him, yes. Signed Odell off of free agency to trade for Jalen Ramsey, two first-round picks. Got over him. Uh, Sony uh, Michelle. Sony Michelle trading a, a six-round pick for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, to me, this is just – if they don't win it, it'll be a disappointment in my opinion. Yeah. They, they they literally went all in. They 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 said right now and forget about the future. It's all worth it if you can win a Super Bowl. And that's the big thing with the Rams here. And I've been against Matt Stafford for the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. now. He's honestly proven me wrong every single time. And it's against probably my best decision to vote against them again. But I think a team like the Bengals has so much momentum going into a game like this. Mm-hmm. I know the Rams have won the same amount of games they have, but you can't like you can't not love what the Bengals have done. Oh yeah. And you know, you look at the game against the Chiefs down 21 to 3, storming back to mm-hmm. kind of win that game in overtime. Is there a more clutch player right now than Joe Burrow? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Is there a more clutch kicker in the NFL than Evan McPherson? I don't think so. If the Bengals' offensive line holds up a little bit, and by holds up, I mean let's like let's in four or less sacks, I think they will win the Super Bowl. I and the first one in their history. I don't see that happening because I see that I have Aaron Donald that's the only, getting three. That's the only problem. I mm-hmm. we don't know if they can actually do that. I mean, you said you didn't think no one thought the Bengals were going to be this good or any good. I'm not gonna lie, in the beginning of the season with their great offense, I kind of saw that they were gonna be good, but not this good. Mm-hmm. But then again, I think the Rams are just they have better offense and a better defense. I just think they're they're gonna be I'm so torn. I, I'm I'm really this is the most torn. I mean, last year um on my show, I remember I picked the Chiefs at the start and then at the end I was convinced of the Bucks. Um I'm 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 so torn on this because I think the game plan for the Rams defense I'm totally oversimplifying it but I've been saying it all week. You mark Jalen Ramsey on T Higgins and you double Jamar Chase and you take those two out of the game. The the I mean with that offensive line the Bengals aren't going to be able to run the ball on the Rams. They're not going to be able to run the ball and you're I mean are you going to really rely on Tyler Boyd and Uzama? Not that they're good football players, but you can't base a Super Bowl script around them if your two best weapons are taken, three best weapons are taken out of the yeah. game. Um, so I have a really hard time leaning towards the Bengals on that one. But I also, I look at, you know, you, you talk about how the Bengals have rallied back from a 21 to three deficit in the AFC championship game in Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes. We also forget to mention that Rules in LA. Not only that, yeah. Aside, aside um, from that, the Rams have given away games and have wanted to give away games all season. Week 18 against the Niners, I understand it played out totally differently. And you see the divisional round. I mean, Tom Brady retired last week. He could easily be playing in this game right now. Um, The Rams look to give leads away. And I think if that happens at any moment on Sunday, the Bengals will jump on that opportunity and they will make the most of it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, like you said, I, have, I don't think I've ever been this torn on a Super Bowl. I mean, 
who I want to win. Personally, I, I just want it to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think it's going to win? I think the Rams. I, I don't think there's anything that's going to stop them right now. Mm-hmm. And I, as Spencer said, I've gone against Matt Stafford. We both have gone against Matt Stafford completely the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do that this week. I just think that they're overall a better team. Um, and look, I, I also saw something. No one wants the Rams to win. They want certain players on the Rams. Yes, I agree. Well, that's how I feel. Uh, truthfully, that's how I feel. I agree. I want to Not see... that I would be mad if LA won, but like Odell. I, I really Odell want to see Odell win. Aaron Donald solidifies his legacy. Legacy with a, with a yeah, I agree. Matthew Stafford basically gets rid of every I think Stafford gets stat. into the Hall of Fame with the Super Bowl. I agree. Yeah. I agree. He gets rid of all the empty stat accusations. Mm-hmm. Um, from me. I'll I'll, and me. I'll get rid of that. <laughs> I'll 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 dump that. Um, yeah, no, I, I think he, I, I think the Rams, I think it'll be close. I do think it'll be close. I think it'll be like 24, 21. And those are the best kind of games. Um, I, I, I got the Rams up. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do you see a Super Bowl where people are so split on it. And it's honestly, if you look at the Rams clearly have the better overall team, mm-hmm. the counterpoint is Joe Burrow. And, you know, we've seen that because, so the just the Spangles thing is just such a wild card. Like you have no idea what they're gonna pull out of their next game. And then you look at the coaching on both sidelines. And Sean McVay's been here before. He dropped three points in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Zach Taylor's never even come close to this. I don't know how he's gonna well, he was play. the offensive coordinator yeah. on that team. Three points in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, so they're both, they're both held accountable teams. for it. Yeah, but we don't know, honestly, who is built for a game like this. Zach Taylor, in my opinion, should have been a coach of the year, like high nominee. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could have won it. I agree. I, I think they, they just outperforming expectations in general. Should have yeah. Him. So that I just think that he that this Bengals team was going to come out and it's going to be honestly one of the closest Super Bowl in recent memory. It's going to be like a three-point game. We might even see the first one-point game since the Giants-Bills uh, Scott Norwood kick game. It's going to be ridiculous, but the Bengals are going to pull it out at the very, very, very end. So if the Rams defensive backs can shut down T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, then I think their defensive line is going to be the key, because if they can get after Joe Burrow and they could have to extend plays, use his legs, he's still young. I know he's had a lot of experience with LSU and everything, but I still think that could really like bluster him mm-hmm. and help the Rams. He is coming him. off an ACL injury too. Yeah, we got to remember exactly. that. Yeah, but he's made it this far off that's of the true. ACL injury. That's true. That's how I. That's what I remind myself because I agree the ACL plays a, uh, a part in it. So you're going Rams. Rams. I'm torn. I'm I'm really. I don't know if you guys noticed. I kind of dished it back to you because I don't want to make the first pick. Yeah. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have been in a national championship game. Yeah, so, I, Burrow would be the first ever. Yep. Uh, I, I think it's Heisman I, national I, champion I and Super Bowl. In any sport. In any sport. There is one person who in his first, I want to say it was two or three mm-hmm. seasons, has won Heisman or National Player of the Year, a champion, uh, national championship, was the first pick in the Super Bowl. You know who that or, or in the championship? You know who it was? Who was it? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. And Joe Burrow, Burrow has shown similar tendencies to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. As well. um, I also, just as another point, 
I'd like to make. I teams. I we've seen it. We saw it with Russell Wilson in 2013, and we saw it with Patrick Mahomes in 2019. Teams also win when your quarterback's on a rookie contract. I don't know. It's kind of just – it's one of those things. Carson Wentz, although he didn't play in the game, it was his second season. They went to the Super Bowl, yeah. and the team won. Um, that part of it will always, like, stay at the back of my head. I don't, I, I don't know why. It's just that sticks with me. I'm so torn. I'm actually – like, I'm not making this up. I'm really oh, yeah. torn. Um, I talked myself into the Rams – I really talked myself into the Rams, but I don't want to bet against Joe Burrow, and I'm not going to. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bengals and a nail biter. All right. They've came back before, so two and two. Two and two. Final pick of the season. We will see you guys on Tuesday to recap Super Bowl Fifty Six. We'll see you.